Hello and welcome back to In The Clock Ends Pre-Match Pint, hosted by myself, Kelvin, and obviously I'm joined by our usual host for the other podcast, that's Steve. Stevie, how are you, mate? Good afternoon. That should be your nickname. That's Steve. <laughs> that's Steve. He's a good lad, isn't he? That's Steve. Our Steve, as you like to say when you're going how you, north. I how are you doing? Not bad. No complaints. We're halfway through the week. It was a bank holiday weekend over here in Ireland. Um, so that makes the working week a little bit easier. And um, so, yeah, this is there no complaints on my end. It's not stiflingly hot anymore. It's gone the opposite direction. Bit chilly. Um, and it's August. So I'm a little bit disappointed with that. I mean, you can't win with me. You know what I'm like, mate. I'm not, I'm not easy to please. But uh, what about yourself? How's... You're, a, you're a difficult man to please, aren't you? Yeah, God knows how I'm married. It's, um... it's... <laughs> Speaking of marriages, one year anniversary. Congratulations. Nearly got a month, not quite there yet. Let's not, uh, oh, of course, September, yeah, September the third. We're on one month to the day. Um, but you know, speaking of which, it's all about marriage, and you've got yours coming up soon enough in, in October. Uh, let's not the ball ball the listeners too much with uh, marriage chat, though, I guess. But uh, no, yeah, I've done quite well to make it to a year. Um, and as we just said, I'm a hard man to please, so my missus, you haven't made it yet, so don't tempt me. Uh, yeah, don't tempt fate. Yeah, don't tempt. Well, fate. I've did it now by by wishing you congratulations. So that's all right. It's all like it's like you know, it's tongue. like last. I right, it'll all go peak time all down the drain. But it's like you know, last season when we all got a bit carried away with qualifying for Champions League, didn't we? Didn't, didn't quite happen, did it? But there we go. We've got to uh, project these things out, you know. Yeah, think yeah. positive and all that. But look, let's let's dive into it. I mean, look, this is the first pre-match pint of the 2022-23 season. Pretty fucking mental that football's back, right? It's that. I mean, that, I, lo- I loved the break. It was nice to to take a break from the Arsenal because it was stressful uh, from Christmas onwards. Uh, but it, I'm, I'm really excited. It's back. I can't can't deny that. But that break it seemed like two minutes, right? It went pretty fast, didn't it? I mean, mm. to be honest, like if you think like pre-season felt like it started straight away because we ended the season and there was some like nation league games or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's it, it's come out really fast. I can't wait. I'll be honest, like, I'm sure you'll feel the same. Like, I haven't felt this excited about an Arsenal team in, like, so many years. I haven't felt this sort of confident going into a season. Like, if you look back to last season, I think we were all buzzing for the season because, obviously, we, we've been behind closed doors for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. And it was that, you know, having fans back at games properly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it's night and day in terms of like where we were, if you remember like going into Brentford last season, we had injuries, we had COVID. Mm, mm. It was a bit all over the place. Whereas we're sort of going and, you know, without jumping the gun, you know, I'm sure we'll go into it a bit, but going into Friday, I feel like we're, we're in a much better place and uh, the mood is good. What do they, what's, what, what, what do the cool kids say? Good the vibes feel good only. factor, good vibes only, um, whatever you want to call it. I mean, look, yeah, I completely agree with you. The feel good factor is there. Much like you, I don't think I'm. Uh, I can't remember the word you just used. Sorry, mate. I should probably listen a little bit better, to be honest. But I'm male, um, and again, still don't know I'm married uh, to this point. But there we go. Um, yeah, I think like you know, confident was the word. Sorry, you words uh, uh, you used. I'm, I'm confident, but yeah, I think there is more expectation, I, and I think that we, you know, like you just said, the contrast between Brentford away last year again. Starting, we seem to start the, the season often on a Friday night. I should have looked this up before I joined uh, or even started this podcast. But, you know, I remember Leicester at home, Lacazette's debut, Brentford away is another one, Palace away, obviously this this coming Friday. 
seems to be that, you know, Arsenal's box office, right? We're the best club to kick off the Premier League, uh, which is fine by me, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I think the expectation's there because we are in a much better spot. Um, you know, we've got transfer business done early. We've also got transfers in those vital places that we all knew we needed. Um, and I think that... that it, We've always said, I think, you know, it's good to get the signings in, get them bedded into the squad, get them into pre-season instead of, you know, lumping them in three games later, you know, when you've lost three on the bounce um, because that makes pressure a lot higher. It makes it a lot harder to to bed in. But I think the other really vital thing that we've done, you know, there's been, you know, Vieira will be exception to the rule here, but we've bought two key players here um, which have vast amount of Premier League experience, not just experience, they've won it several times um so that's great so i think you know when you look at that and how they you know they've they, they've gelled into the into the side so early especially especially uh jesus banging in the goals if you can keep that up then happy fucking days uh, to say the least but yeah i think you're absolutely spot on i think the expectation uh and the mood and yeah I, i'm just I, i'm really keen to see how we how we get on on friday night because I'm sure, you know, I share this view with everybody, but Palace away last season was fucking painful. And it was in part of that horrible run uh, that we went on, which probably blew our top four chances, um, to be realistic, yeah. didn't it? So, yeah, I think, you know, it'd be good to get that redemption, wouldn't it? Absolutely. It's going to be a difficult one. Um, I remember, like, last season, I believe it was a Monday night game right it was it was a yeah it was a it Monday was, night is it Monday night was it I know it was definitely a, a, Monday a night. Weird, I, I remember weekend. I remember being at work and mm. sort of me and you were in dialogue going back and forth because I, I wasn't really watching the game mm. and I've been stuck in the middle of the Cotswolds with a real lack Buckle of 4G <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember when it went 2-0 I think even at 1-0 I think we both went wow I guess that's done that's that, yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. remember just sort of like getting a, like a, a week stream and I saw some of the goals and just thinking, wow, like they just completely cut us apart. I remember, mm. was it Tavares had just an absolute horrendous game. Mm. It just, I think like we talked about it many times like this. I mean, I'm hoping this will change the season, but last season we were very much the sort of team like we had to um, get ahead in, in a game. If, if we were doing the chasing more often than not, you know, we really struggled to sort of get back into the game. Mm. So yeah, like you know, these, these are sort of places where you, you've got to be on the front foot from the off, right? Yeah, you have to be. Um, and they, they 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 battered us in that first half last season. We were completely overridden uh, by them. Uh, we had no answers. They were they were more competitive than we were. They worked harder than we did. Um, you know, we weren't doing the basics in that first half. Yeah, we grew into the game. By the time we did, it was done. Uh, it, and like it you said, felt like that Brentford game on the opening day. It was very reminiscent of that. It just, it just felt like worse. we weren't, yeah, it almost felt like we were just like a rabbit in headlines. Like we just mm-hmm. weren't ready for that game at all. No, which is weird. Um, especially when you look at the point of the season that we were in and the expectations and what we were trying to achieve at the time. But, you know, we don't need to get in back into the ins and outs of the, the tail end of last season. But just before we dip into Palace a little bit more, I guess it would be uh, rude of us or remiss of us not to just take a quick look back at the end of preseason. Um, obviously, there was the the Emirates Cup, which isn't quite what it used to be. Just have to point that out. Remember when it used to be, well, you had four teams and it was two games a day. 
So that that seems to have diminished a little bit because they're more interested in heading off to to the states. It seems every summer uh, this time, which is fine. But look, it was the first game I think we've had where you could actually watch it in in real time. A lot of us have watched highlights, I think, just because of the time of the games that have been on, and it was great to see a sellout crowd, uh, which is great because you know a lot of people that you know probably went to that game wouldn't be. As regular goers is, you know, what some of us and some of the listeners might be. Um, so it's nice to them to be able to take their kids. I saw many posts around families going and saying how happy they were to be able to take their kid to the first time at the Emirates. And, yeah. You know, those sorts of things stick with you throughout your life. Right? We all remember our first time, right? And I'm not talking about Absolutely. anything blue here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You've been spending far too much time around me. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you're rubbing off on me, but that's just bad as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's go. blue, yeah, he's you, blue. He's blue, he's blue. Um, anyway, back on track. Um, yeah, we all remember our first time at the football, right? Yeah. No, it was... Um, I mean, as, as, you can, as, as you can imagine, I'm sure it comes as no surprise to you that I didn't watch it. Um, really? Like all our pre... No, I think I was... What day was it? I was in town Sat. shopping... I would, yeah, to be we, honest, with you, I hold my hand. I didn't watch it either live because I ended up doing something else because I was like, the season's coming. And I'm yeah, going to be heavily invested. Literally. In I, um, we went for, what did we do last Saturday? I can't really remember. Probably went for some sort of brunch, had a little mooch around the shops, TK Maxx, you know, big Saturday in Worcester. Big Saturday, um, mate. that's what big it's all Saturday. about. So I, did, I didn't go. Um, sort of like, good, good job I didn't because there was a train strike on. So I would have been able to get there anyway. But no, it was, um, Really promising. Well, not take up the pinch of salt, right? You have Premium to, yeah. Friendly. Um, yeah. Score some nice goals. It was, yeah. It, it felt like Seville sort of, I don't know, sent their kids there. It, they they just looked completely lackluster. Um, I don't know yeah. if we were we, we were good or they were just terrible. But um, no, really, re, you know, it's always nice to win these sort of games. Yeah. And like, no, you know, like you said about the 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 kids and. You know, all the young fans. I think that's that's what these sort of occasions are all about, and it's really great mm. to see that. And you know, I, I did a collaboration with uh, Clocking Guy on Instagram the other day, and he mm. had some really nice photos of, of you know, capturing the day. And it was like, you know, a lot of young you know families there and kids, and it's what it's all about, right? Um, that is exactly. what I will say though. If if you're if you're one of those people who, who thinks it's acceptable to carry a sign begging for shirts, get in the bin. Don't like that. Bin. Do not like that. Did you see? Yeah. Um, did you see Char yeah. as well? Made it onto. He's famous now. He made it he onto is famous. Uh, the TV. Speaking of Char, right? And we know he'll listen. Um, good friend, good friend of the uh, podcast. Um, frequents us in his ears, which is really kind of him. I've just got one question for you, Char, and I know that you'll respond to me at some point. When do you not wear a hat? Because it's <laughs> it's it was. I remember you know Everton home last game of the season. Piping hot day, hat on, and then obviously at the Emirates Cup, you're, in, you're sat in the blistering sun, hat on. Um, Man loves a hat, and I love a beanie. You know me, I love a beanie, but only when it's cold. He's got many a beanie as well, a hat. Yeah, he's got a few I, I, pillars. Now that you know, I'm all about that, and I support him in his end of his of uh, collecting beanies. But, I wonder uh, what what colour hat he wear to Leicester. Maybe we could, maybe we have a little, yeah, a little submit there. What colour hat chance? Let's get a sweet state going. Yeah, we'll get a sweet state going. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the odds up online. And uh, what what colour colour choices? Grey, blue, 
He's got a burgundy red one, I think, as well. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's a burgundy one in there somewhere. Yeah. But look, let's move on from Chance Hart's discussion because as interesting this is for him. I know it's, it's probably not that interesting to anybody else, but there we go. So look, the game was cracking. Great to see Chance face on the telly box, obviously, but 6-0 is, is a good result. And like you said, we was it a case of us being really good? Was it a case of them being, you know, not great? And I think, you know, we've all listened to a couple of podcasts since I certainly have. And I think we were good uh, in that in that first half in particular, where we just, they just couldn't live with us. And again, you know, I'm not massively in touch with the Spanish league these days, ever since they took it off Sky Sports, to be honest, I don't really give a shit about it. Um, you know, when does the, their league must start soon, so they can't be that far behind us. Um, especially because the same weekend of the Premier League, right? Because exactly. the, the football league started the weekend just gone. Always does, yeah. Usually Always a weekend. Same. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I think when you look at that, I mean, yeah, if they're not quite there yet, I mean, even if they're not, they're a week behind, so they shouldn't be that far behind at that level of the game, right? You know, we're talking sure. pro athletes here. You know, they shouldn't be that out of touch with their fitness and their touch. So... You know, there were a couple of quotes flying around. Even Jurgen Klopp, I think, was a little bit surprised by the result. Um, and yeah, I think it's momentum's key, right, in football. And I think it's great to build that momentum uh, before before the season kicks off proper. Um, and, you know, a 6-0 win against Sevilla, a 4-0 win against Chelsea, confidence is, is building, right? And that, that's what you want to see from pre-season. As much as it's all about the fitness and... You know, and everything else, all the other little caveats that we're all well aware of. Um, we know what it's about. But I also think it's it's great to build confidence. You know, how many times do you look at these pointless Europa League games that we've played over the years in the group stages where you're playing minnows or your early knockout stages of the League Cup? And you're like, yeah, but it's all about, you know, how many times do we say, oh, for Bamiyan could course, score a couple of goals to get his confidence up in these crap games that no one really gives a fuck about. It's kind of the same, right? A little bit different, obviously, because there's a bit, you know, it's more competitive in those games. But still, the, I think the the principle is still pretty much the same. So yeah, I think beating anybody, you know, handsomely uh, and keeping a clean sheet is is a winner. To be perfect, yeah, no, so, it is. And I think the fact that we're scoring goals um, quite mm-hmm. freely. <clears throat> sorry, what is it when everyone I talk, my throat just sort of closes up? Explain um, something to you, mate. Literally, but no, I, it's nice with that position. Like, I remember like last season, like we were just desperate for goals, we couldn't buy a goal, so mm-hmm. yeah, it, it does bode well for the season. Um, Gabriel Jesus is fat, is just fitting really well, mm-hmm. he just looks you know like he's always been there. Odegaard, just, he's just doing the business the way he pings Quality. the ball around. Um, special mention, um, in terms of that game as well to, to Jose Antonio Reyes. Who had a yeah? Who had a minute? There was I think I believe there was a minute's applause before the game and on the ninth minute, um, which was a nice touch. Yeah, we scored in the ninth minute, fell enough, I believe. So that, that went down well. So we got an applause and a cheer. How you? That's what I read anyway. Like I said, I didn't. Yeah. Watch, I didn't watch it. Um, and I know yeah, you didn't watch it, but have you obviously seen some highlights? Maybe watched some clips. I know I certainly have because I'm. I think like all you know. Me and every other Arsenal fan, I'm keen to see how William Saliba gets on. It looks like he's part of that starting eleven for the time being, anyway, and he's got his opportunity here to to impress um, everybody at the club, ourselves as fans included. But he seems to be settling in really well from what I've seen uh, and read so far. He looks like a tank, doesn't he? Like he I said, is a tank. Like I said last week, he feels like a new signing. Um, 
We haven't conceded a goal yet with him on the pitch. That back five. So, yeah. That same back five, Ben White right so, back. Um, yeah. And I think we'll see that. I'm sure we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, I'm mm. sure we'll, we'll see that on Friday. Um, but no, it's it's exciting, isn't it? Really exciting mm. that we've got this. I do feel like we're pretty, pretty, uh, pretty solid in that area. Um, mm. We've got a lot of sort of, I mean, and you know, we, we've got a bit more depth as well now. So, I mean, you know, going forward with, with, with more fixtures, it gives us that you know, versatility. Yeah, no, absolutely. Depth is key because, yeah, like you just touched on there, we we really didn't have that last season. Um, and it's great that, you know, we're building competition within the squad. People keep worrying, well, what happens when Kieran Tierney's back or when Tommy Arsu comes back? Ramps up the pressure, ramps up the competition. Should, should at that level again, if you're a professional athlete, drive you on to be better, to want to keep your place or earn your place back. So these... Having these types of issues, or not issues, but these sorts of challenges, um, I think is vital for if you want to be a top top flight club. I mean, look, we've all admired or slandered or took the pace out of how many starting 11s at Man City have. It's a good thing. And we'd all love to have it. Um, we've only got, you know, a tiny piece of what they've had for the last number of years. I know we've taken a bit of that chunk, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's good to have that competition. It's great that if someone does get injured, unlike the last couple of seasons, we've got someone who's going to slip in there. Um, and we've got players that can play in multiple positions to give us that tactical fluidity. So I think that's that's something that Arteta's been all about, hasn't it? But look, yeah. let's move on. Um, one little thing I just wanted to quickly touch on was just, just transfers in general. Not so much incomings uh, because it's it's relatively quiet on that front other than the, the usual summer long links we've had, Tillman's. Etc. Etc. Um, obviously, there was a big one that was announced. Was it late yesterday evening? Again, no, no. yeah, pretty much expected. Um, but how, how do you feel about Leno uh, going to Fulham? Have you seen the breakdown of his? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I I think we've sort of sold ourselves short, but mm. um, I think it was it was Jonathan who mentioned on on the chat that you know ultimately I think he's you know he's on high wages. Mm-hmm. It clears, you know, that wage bill. So I guess mm-hmm. you know you got you got to look at the bigger picture, right? Not just the the, the value um, of the sale. But mm-hmm. listen, he, he was never going to be number one again. I think yeah. you know Ramsdale is is always going to be first choice, and I think he's he's too good to, to be a number two. Um, so wish him wish him, you know, all the best. It's um yeah, a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like I feel like like two years ago, like he was just like. Oh, he was solid, wasn't he? Like he, and then he, then he had that injury mm-hmm. against Brian, and Martinez came in, and there was that whole debate about who should be our number one, and and then Ramsdale sort of came in and kind of changed the whole sort of landscape. Um, and it's it's always been Ramsdale since then. Yeah, is it? I mean, he's just I like Nene, but I feel like with Ramsdale, we just look more as of a unit. Yeah, we um, look more of a unit, but I think. One of the key key aspects to his career at Arsenal was that injury, like you've just touched on, um, and Martinez performing so well because the the big difference between the two of them distribution wasn't too much different. Martinez was probably a little bit better, not massively, but it was his dominance in the air at corners, crosses, you know, dominating your box, and as an elite Premier League goalkeeper, how physically it is you really really need that, and he always lacked that. Unfortunately, he was a fantastic shot stopper, and as you know, I think it's 
pretty straightforward to be a good shot stopper. It's the other aspects of your game, um, especially in the modern modern era of football that you need to be more on top of. And that's where Ramsdale then took it to another level. Great shot stopper, mm. as we've seen. New play. number one as well, announced yeah. today. Yeah, just on that. Why the fuck did they delay that so much? It doesn't, we all knew going into this season that one, Leno was leaving, two, Ramsdale's our number one. There must be a reason, I guess, if clubs know that, I mean, everyone knew that Ramsdale was our number one, but I guess <laughs> yeah. maybe it's sort of like, well, we're not going to, show all our aces like we're not going to like if you want to sell someone you don't want to make them aware that by you know you don't you don't want to sell, sell yourself short maybe so if you make rams down one early doors you're mm. essentially then buying a number two i don't know maybe that's well what i mean you know, you i get what you're saying but the way the sale has gone down fuck, i think it made a fucking squat a difference to be perfectly <laughs> honest um yeah it was Look, we all knew it. It's one of those things as fans that you're just like, guys, like we don't work for us, so we're not involved in the business. But if we fucking know it as fans, yeah, trust me, sure. executives at other clubs definitely fucking know it. Um, and they'll they'll pull your pants down uh, where possible. Which look, we we spoke about it on the last podcast. We I know he's in the last year of his contract, but ten to fifteen mil is what we should have been getting for Leno up front. End of story. Um what you know we've got eight yeah it's broken down into weird it's it's a strange market if it's tri- yeah it almost feels like whenever we go in for players you're looking at least 30 40 million but whenever we're selling you mm. should be struggling to get like 10 15 million um, but then you know i think it comes back to clubs know that we want to offload these players so they're not they haven't necessarily they, they, they can use that to advantage and cutting and lowball us and it's sort of like take it or leave it do you know what i mean um speaking of transfers i did see on twitter mm. so obviously lucas Torreira is a reportedly leaving um where's he actually going does he does he know yet i'm not I mean, sure. galatasaray is what i've seen is the latest yeah rumor. i think it's galatasaray but it says um so after we've now moved on all eight players brought under sven mislintat I know you're yep. gonna struggle with that. I'll just say it for you. <laughs> uh, they cost 129 million, and Arsenal yep. are set to recoup around 26.5. It's mad because so, yeah. I remember when he Massive came losses. in, and we, or not we, but there was this general consensus that he was like this fucking magician, and everything was going to be great, and the transfer that we had at that time was great. Just goes to show that you never know, you never know, and you just have to sometimes let things play out. And and, and I think. That's one aspect of it. But if you look at even Arteta coming in, you have to let this play out. Yeah, we it's it's hard to have patience in a game of you know, in football, in any sport. But I think, you know, we hopefully well actually no, I do think it's paid off if you if you've kept patient with it and you, you haven't let yourself get too frustrated. You know, if you we spoke about it on recent podcasts, but you look at you know, I think it was the last one actually, if you look at that first lineup that Arteta fielded against Bournemouth away to what we're potentially going to field on, on Friday night. And again, that's not our full strength or necessarily our first choice 11. That's up for debate, of course, but it's worlds apart. Mm. We all knew it needed doing. And I think something that would be quite interesting to see pan out over the next year or two is how United, I hope they fuck it up, obviously, but it'd be interesting to see how they go about selling the deadwood that they don't like and we all know is shit. I mean, how, yeah. you know, how much they get bent over. They'll probably get more bent over than we do uh, when it comes to transfers because I think we've actually spent quite well. Yeah, I would if say. You look at the say, fees. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think 
we've been, I think Pepe is sort of a size, yeah. our, <laughs> our, our sort of vision in terms of like where we're going to go next. And we're never going to throw that sort of money at a player. And you saw that in January when, when we, we mm. needed the strike where the club wouldn't blow 70 million on, on that guy who didn't really want to come. Um, and mm. yeah, you know what, he might, might have got us top four, but might have. the grand scheme yeah. of things, they probably made the right decision. Um, so yeah, but going back to Leno, that was the original question. Yeah, it was expected, wasn't it? It was just a matter of time. Um, and it's, it's. I think again, like it's nice to sort of see these players getting out the door early before the mm-hmm. season starts because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than like you touched upon it earlier. Like when you got two, three games in and people are still sort of coming and going, you want a real sort of here's your team. Listen, we might get someone else. I think we may see one or two people maybe coming in and going, but. Yeah, like what what we've got now is is predominantly going to be the team for the season. Yeah, and I think harmony is the word that springs to mind when you just mentioned about you know players coming and going. Like it's nice not to have disruptions. Um, and look, I know we we might bring in one or two more players, and and even if we do, I just think that's it's not as if we're doing it in a, in a reactionary way like we've done over the past because we're fucking desperate um, after three losses or an eight two loss against United or whatever it might be, you know. Um, but, you know, if we did bring in Tillman's two games in, I wouldn't be that bothered about it. Just be like, oh, that's nice. That's a really good addition to the squad just to bolster it again a little bit further. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think we're in a great spot, to be honest with you. On, um, on that one, hmm. do, you reckon that, do you reckon that holds any... Um, like, they've not signed anyone, have they? They've no, signed a single they're... player. They're selling players though, which yeah. is like Casper Smichael looks like he's gone, yeah. which is weird. Does it hold um, any weight? That's what I'm trying to say. Like he's been linked for a long time. I think he'd be perfect, but yeah, um, they, they are. I think not that it really matters. I think they're going to really struggle this season, Leicester. I, I think so, their yeah. their days of being in around the top four are long gone. I think they've mm. sort of. I'm mean, doing wrong. They they what they achieved. I think was you know, phenomenal. Amazing. You know, winning the Premier League. You know, I mean, I remember like. And you'll remember, like growing up and like watching football in the late nineties, early two thousands, Leicester City mm. were a yo-yo team. You know, they'd be in the Premier League, back to the football league. The, the, the fact that they've gone to where they have is is unreal. But I think, um, yeah, it's done. It's done, isn't it? Yeah, it was five thousand to one for a reason, uh, and that's no disrespect to them because, yeah, like you said, what they did was great, even though it was at our expense, bastards. But it's one of those moments that you do look back on as a football fan. Um, kind of gives you the old hairs on the back of the neck um, because it was incredible. But anyway, enough about Leicester, enough about transfers. Let's get stuck into the first game of the season. Palace away, Friday night, under the lights. I'm excited. Um, Very Mm. excited to see how we get on. And especially, I'm excited to see how we get on against uh, what's turned into a modern-day bogey side a little bit. Um, Didn't beat them last season, as we know. We already touched on that horrible 3-0 loss that we had. We drew at home, didn't we? Lacazette rescued us. Yeah, and it was yeah, a little last-minute equaliser. Um, and I remember Patrick Vieira, as much as we love him, I was quite happy to see him look a little bit disappointed uh, over a last-minute winner. Uh, but yeah, I think it would be really interesting to see how this the new players look in a competitive uh, game uh, for Arsenal, that's for sure. sure. And you're going, obviously. Very... I love how you say, obviously, was very fortunate to be fair with this one. Um, I had no, I had no plans to go, and mm. uh, an opportunity arose, and yeah, you gotta, you gotta take, 
You've got to take, you got to take uh, your chances, just like uh, yeah, Gabriel Jesus, it, mate, aren't you? Yeah, it's 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 quite frustrating at the moment. Like we, we often talk about off podcast, like as mm. great as it is that Arsenal are in a much healthier position, it just it just rises the demand. Everyone who didn't really want to go last season, they all want to come back mm. now. So it's makes it a lot harder. But um, it's yeah, looking twofold. forward to Friday. Yeah, probably twofold on that though, isn't it? The demand's obviously back, as we know. But I also think quite a lot of maybe the older fans, not all obviously, but might have been a little bit sceptical going back after COVID and now they're like, oh, yeah, fucking... true. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's true. But no, they're looking forward to Friday. Haven't been so as part before. You never been. I'm just hoping. No, I'm just hoping I'm not near the back because I've I've seen many a photo of the views. If you're past mm. a certain point, you may as well give up and just watch yeah. on your phone. Yeah, no, that's not good. I mean, as much as I actually quite, you know, I like those old old school grounds because I'm old yeah, school no, myself. I love I love those school grounds, but I want to be able to see the game. It's like <laughs> when you go Goodison Park and then you get a post in front of you. And like, nobody needs that. See what I mean? Not, not in yeah. this day and age. Just, you know, sort the roof out, you cheap bastards. I know they're building a new stadium, but still, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, those games weren't weren't memorable, to say the least. Um I don't know. I don't have much to add on, on those games from last season because yeah, yeah. I, I remember turning off the the home game. Mm. I turned it off because I'm I was so annoyed. Um, a strop, weren't you? And I remember like I was proper. I was really pissed off with like with with Arsenal after that Palace draw, mm. and I was like, I'm done with Arteta. We're not getting anywhere. If I could only, if I could only see myself now, I'm I'm sort of. The opposite end, you know, very, very sort of buying into the project. Mm. Um, the project. Yeah. So, but well, no, go, go, going into Friday, I feel, I feel confident. I spoke to a few people and they seem, they seem quite nervous, which is understandable, but, hmm. you know, we're going in on the back of a really solid preseason. Mm. Um, we've got good availability from our squad. Um, who knows about Tommy Asso and Tierney? Does anyone really know? But well, they, they won't be in guys, the squad. They won't be in the yeah. squad. That's for sure. Um, but it doesn't worry me right now, which is no. just again, like we were just talking about, it's a good place to be if you if you can have these injuries and have good backups or good squad rotation, which should, we should allow and we should be allowed to do this year. Then it makes makes it not so traumatizing when Tierney gets injured. Mm. Or actually, no, I'm not going to say the other one. I'm not going to say you are. No. Not, I'm not putting that out there. We'll just leave it. We'll leave it. You can pick that out of your own imagination. But yeah, I do think, you know, I can understand why people are nervous though. Um, I think it's the anticipation. Uh, and, and again, I think it's that the expectation levels rise a little bit. And with expectation, probably, yeah, you do feel a little bit nervous. And again, we, we had a traumatic experience at Summers Park last season. So it'll be very different this time around um, for, for multiple reasons. But Really keen to see how we we fare in our first competitive game and with the new squad that has For been sure. assembled. Because yeah, like you said, preseason's been good. And from a lineup point of view, do you? I mean, kind of what are you expecting to to see? Do you think there'll be any surprises? No. Um, <laughs> no. It'll be it'll be it's, as it's going to be what we saw. We've seen throughout the, the, in the preseason. It's going to be Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, um, potentially Zinchenko. Mm. Part A, Xhaka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, and and uh, Gabriel. 
Jesus. I mean, you could always put Smith Rowe in there for Martinelli. There's a few positions that, you know, you've got a couple of Smith options. Smith Rowe's still injured because he hasn't featured much in pre-season, has he, unfortunately? Not sure. Which sure. is a shame. Because sure. I think it's a, it's a big season for Smith Rowe this year. Um, but do you think, yeah, you know... He, saw, he, he sort it. of fell off, didn't he, on the back end of the last season? Hmm. Yeah, fitness has always been a bit of an issue for him. Um, but I think you're you're spot on with that starting lineup. That's, I think that's the the lineup that started against Chelsea. Um, it's the lineup that played the majority of the game on Saturday uh, against Sevilla. I don't believe there are any substitutions made till quite late. Yeah, in that game, which is unusual because um, you do think that there'd be some rotation at half time or even at least on the hour mark. But I think it was seventy five minutes before a substitution was made. So I think yeah, that's pretty telling. Uh, and again, I'm I, I don't mind that. Because, um, like we just said, it's about building momentum. It's about building the confidence so that you, you know you can hit the ground running. Because it's funny, isn't it? All games matter, all thirty-eight of them. And if we didn't have that horrendous start to the season, we might finish somewhere different. So being ready for the kickoff of the Premier League is incredibly so important. important. You, you, yeah, it, it, until sort of like the back end of the season, that's when you look back at these games and think, what could have mm. been? Um, we've got. It's a tricky start, you know. Um, Palace tricky, Leicester at home, mm. quietly confident. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Brentford, no Brentford, Bournemouth. Sorry, so it's games that are very winnable, but there could be a few banana skins in there. Um, but yeah, for yeah. apparently we're wearing our pink kit as well. Really, I don't know, if, don't quote me on that, but I did see someone say we're wearing the pink. I, 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 I thought know. we'd wear the black to be fair, I but, thought black as well. Because then, if kits... you think last season we wore our new third kit, we wore the blue third kit last season at we... um, Brentford. No, yeah. We... 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 Oh, yeah, we, we did. Yeah. yeah, but that's the... they played in red and white stripes. So that kind of made sense. Yeah, we could have and... wore we could have wore our yellow strip. Oh yeah, yeah, we could have. So we could have, but we'd already advertised that. Funnily enough, at Palace away on the last game of the season yeah. the year before. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about our marketing activity. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll wear the yellow first of any uh, first opportunity pink. to wear it. So yellow or pink? Yellow, Come on. pink, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna go out as a rainbow, according to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> My brain lives yeah. in paradise today. Why not? Why not? But yeah, I think look, it's it's, it's definitely um we're all keen to see how it goes uh, on on Friday night, that's for sure. Let's hope it it goes well, we start well. And it's 5 0 to Arsenal. That's all we want. Uh, and all five goals for Jesus. Fucking enjoy not? that. Yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Would be nice. Yeah, would be so, nice. as part of the pre match pod, and when we kind of look at the team we're playing, Palace, one of the things we like to kind of do is, you know, look back at the games that have happened. So, obviously, we've had to look back to last season. We also like to look at notable goals. And to be honest with you, uh, we're going to have to apologise a little bit, listeners, because myself and Steve, before we started recording, they said there's, there's not many. Um, and I'm sure there's probably listeners that are going to scream at us in their heads, obviously, if you want to do it out in public, by all means, you might look a little bit mental, um, but feel free to do it. Um, memorable goals uh, against Palace. Not many spring to mind, if I'm completely honest. Um, there, no. there was... I do remember actually, and this one's just popped into my head, but there was a Xhaka free kick, mm. which was right in green. Kick. One of those fantastic Puma editions, yeah, that we had for a number of years. Yeah, oh, I miss those. I really miss those Puma days, Steve, don't you? Shut up. Okay, yeah, I can firmly get in the bin off your pop. Um, but no, the, the only other one, and it was obviously at the Emirates, 
and it was the weekend of the Scorpion kicks, I believe. Uh, right. But Olivier Giroud's Scorpion kick against Palace, that was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. Um, when I think of games of the Emirates, I always I can't help but think of that that 2-2 with Granada Xhaka. <laughs> Sorry to take us down a dark road there. Oh, we're trying to keep this one positive. Mate. It, Let's save the negativity for post-Palace when we lost 2-0. We're not going to lose. Um, oh, I do. I don't really. I don't. I can't really deliver any interesting goals, but I can no. uh, deliver some facts for you. Love a fact. Just Steve, the one on. fact. So, back in uh, 2004, 2005, hmm. uh, Arsenal beat Palace five-one at Highbury, uh, and it was actually the first time in in Arsenal's history that we fielded a sixteen-man squad that contained no British players. Why not this whole Campbell? And Ashley Cole out of the squad. They were um, injured at the time. Was it not just Arsenal's history? I think it was Premier League history. I believe it was. It, yeah, yeah. It stirred so, the pot. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, which is, you know, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Got a few Karens and uh, what do we call the male version of Karens? Carl? Is it Carls? Carls? I don't know. Carl's. I've never heard of the male version. I just call everyone a Karen. Everyone's a Karen, but yeah, got all the Karens fucking irate, which doesn't take much, uh, as we know. Uh, but yeah, the football and Karens came out in flows. They always do when it's Arsenal, as we know. I wonder if that will continue next season. Will all the Karens be out when we're celebrating our first victory of the season away at Palace? Will, it, will we be told Probably. off and told to Probably. stop? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I can imagine they'll even be angry at us if we listed a Premier League trophy, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, they'll just be angry because there's a lot of angry people around. There really is. Yeah, there really is. With their is. Karen agendas. Yeah, every, oh, I fucking hate Karens, mate, honestly. But all right, look, we'll move on from the goals and the Karens. Um, otherwise, again, you made me go down a bit negative there. I don't appreciate that. I was really, you know, I was feeling you know, positive vibes only, was what you were saying earlier. And you, you know, bringing up Granite Jacker's moment. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's all right. We'll let you off. We'll let you off. But wanted to do, before we move on to the player profile, which is a good one this week. You want to stay around for that. Steve wanted to do one good, one bad. I was not prepared for this. As, to be honest with you, I never really am. Um, I, I do suck when it comes to the one good, one bad. Steve was all about it. And I was like, go on then. I like to keep Steve happy on the podcast. And um, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Go, we'll go one bad first. I want to hear your bad Ooh. and we'll end on a high note. Okay. So what is your one bad this so week? So my, my one bad... Well, I was going to go with originally like um, the people who bring those signs to football games. You've already mentioned I, I that. I saw it. Yeah. yeah, but I've already mentioned that. But yeah, I just want to say again, please don't do that. Please stop that. Mm-hmm. My one my one bad is, so like my barber's is shut. I'm, I'm sure most of our there listeners and yourself can relate to this, right? Yeah. And you know, you go to your barbers. You have, you want, yeah. you have your one barber. Yeah. You know, my, my barber's called Tony. First name big, in terms. Big Tony. Big, big tone, T, yeah. Mr. T, whatever. I text him, you yeah. open, blah, blah. I forgot he'd, he'd gone on holiday. So today I had to go to the new barbers. And Worcester, don't get me wrong, has more barbers than, than people. Like it's Everywhere in the world. It's barbers everywhere. and coffee shops, mate. Worcester's barbers, coffee shops, charity shops, chavs, Book, and bookies. Uh, vape shops. Vape shops, um, wow. So going to a new uh, hairdresser's and trying to ask what you want and then making small talk with a complete stranger. Because I, I almost feel like they're probably thinking, well, he's never been here before. He's not a regular. Like, nah. well, he's not going to as usual. Just yeah. just incredibly awkward. So this that's is topical. 
No, this is very it. topical, Steve. No, you don't enjoy it because you sit there. And this is one thing I fucking hate. I, I, I hate going to get my hair cut, even with my regular dudes. I'm just like, because yeah, there's just some days. That. Yeah, but there's just some days you're not, you're not on it. You're not feeling it. You can't be asked to go and sit there and chat shit for half an hour, 45 minutes. And, uh, but yeah, it's very topical, Steve, because my most recent haircut, my barber was shut. He was on holiday. So I had to go somewhere new as well. And it's just weird. It is I don't like weird. Because he asks you what you want. Yeah, he asks you what you want. And you just sat there just like, oh, is he well, doing Can you it shave right? this? To be fair, yeah. she's done a really, like, I'm very happy with it. It's done a good job. I'm very, you know. Is she giving you a little centre part in there? Or is that no, just it's, something it you, needs, you, you... <laughs> it, needs, it needs washing. It's that it needs... post. It's that post. But yeah, let me give us, give us a little, give us a little. T- yeah, I'll fade you. Oh, yeah. Steve. Yeah, she's nice a lovely fade. job, mate. For listeners, yeah. you can't see this, but he's got a lovely fade. Oh, Steve. That's all right. You can't complain. You can't complain. Yeah. So that's, no, that's my one bad anyway, even though it's sort of, yeah, she, she, she the hairdresser was very good just okay just that situation i want to be so in. It's, it's a one good stroke well it's a one bad stroke good thing because it peered bad but ended up all right you know like yeah. that double-edged sword um now look you know i'm a negative nelly so me reaching for bad shit it's not hard right and i've picked out three because my my good is actually a complete wait for it cop out to be perfectly honest with you um, i for that so my three bads are as follows we kind of, I think we were even talking about it before the pod or earlier on, but oh yeah, yeah. Train signals. All right. 3G on, on your mobile phone these days. Can we just bin it off and say, I've got no fucking signal because it's pointless. 4G's a struggle. 5G, we're all good. 3G, fuck off. I've had enough of it. That's, that's one. I'm just going to yeah. moan about that. The other one, and apologies to any uh, train drivers or people who are involved, you train strike wankers. Um, for the Leicester home game, there's a big strike on. I'm coming over for the weekend and you've royally fucked how I'm supposed to get about the place. But look, that's a me problem now. So we won't worry about that too much. Steve, any update? Strike still going on. Bastards. All right. So that's that. And then my final one is heavily directed at the club we love. A lot of chat about this the last few days. And that is the player issue shirts, which they're banging out on Arsenal direct at two and a half grand. What the match fuck? Worn. No, they're match worn. They're match worn. Sorry, I stand I was, was going to ask if you've seen that, actually. They, uh, they, yeah, last season, they, they were about 500 quid to 1,500 yeah. for the big games. They yeah. are, I think they've cottoned on to, to the people who buy them on the regular and think, well, yeah. they're going to pay fault. quid. You get another honourable mention. Chance, what are you there? Too much. <laughs> Yeah, stop buying for everybody. Mally men's clothing. <laughs> no, the one that really tipped me over the edge was fucking Pablo Marie's match worn shirt. Was it against Orlando? Two and a half grand. Well, you can see like the, the man's shot right down because before they would literally be on there for seconds. Mm. Um, and now they're just, they're just sitting. If you can hear my dog barking, I can only apologize. That's fine. My dog. A lot to say. Feelings, mate. A lot of feelings. Leave me alone. So we've got we've got um, Nicholas Pepe against Orlando for fifteen hundred, or Pamari against uh, Orlando for fifteen hundred, or a Ben White Chelsea for fifteen hundred, or you can get you can get a a a Saka versus Chelsea for two and a half grand. It's honestly mad. That is. Zinchenko versus Chelsea for three and a half thousand. That's absurd. 
Three and a half, half thousand. Raised. There's obviously people who's going to pay it, which is, yeah. I mean, fair play if you've got the money to just absolutely buy a shirt that will sit in a box, wank away. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. I've gone on a big holiday, yeah. to be fair. Isn't it? That is a big holiday. Go and see me brother in Australia for that. Jesus Christ, I'll have some change. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it's it's absurd. Absolutely mental. So that that's my three bad. I think they're fairly solid choices, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Um, but I was very disappointed with the Arsenal on that one. Um, I know we're money grabbing bastards as much as all football clubs are, uh, but I thought that one was particularly taking the piss. I think they've also removed the ten percent discount on them as well, because before you could use, if you obviously, if you remember, are oh, the members on those ones? But you can't use that on them anymore. Wow, well, I never checked because I, I never was told. So yeah. Wow. All right. So what was your one good? So my one good is. Um, keeping this football related, the Amazon documentary. Um, oh, I'm really looking one. forward to it. I posted that's a little clip. Yeah, I, um, there's been loads of clips. I don't know if you saw the Arsenal training with like them playing "You'll Never Walk Alone" on speakers. But that was a bit. That was interesting. And then there was a clip I posted. I haven't seen that one. No. Uh, with uh, Stuart McFarlane. Seen that quality. It's a lovely, very sweary. Oh, I love it even more for that though. I'm a very sweary individual. Or Tottenham. Yeah. Um, which was a fantastic day. Um, as much I don't know, I'm really excited for this documentary, but the fact that we finished fifth still sort of plays on the back of my mind. Like, for, even though, like, I think last season, generally speaking, was a good season, mm. you can't help but feel like the elephant in the room is right at the death. We sort of just felt it's the title, isn't it? It's the title, all or nothing. Yeah. 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 But that's why we'll get anyway, because I am excited that's a solid. for it. That's a solid, solid choice. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed it's coming out the day before the season starts. Don't know why. Just there's something about that just doesn't sit yeah, well like, with me. I feel like it should have been out a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's very it's late. Done and dusted. Yeah, get you know. I don't want us to be looking at episode one, doom and gloom, and then we're going, you know, lose to Palace. No, no. I mean, look, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but you know, these we're Arsenal, mate. We love to do Arsenal things. This can happen. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But look, as I said, my one good is an absolute cop out, and it's just generally that football's back on Friday. That is a real cop yeah, out. I told you, I told you it was bad. I was honest, I was up front about go. it. That's my dog barking again. Yeah, is she agreeing with you. Oh, she's a nutter. You bark all the time. So but yeah, that is a cop out, mate. Sorry, apologies, but you know, that's can't that's wait to me. find out. You'll cop out next week. What will next week's be? One the Arsenal look, look, back. You already know. You know what next week's going to be. You can already you'll, guess what it'll be. The Arsenal back again on Saturday. <clears throat> I swear no, you're no. coming over. You're coming it's, over. So. Exactly. So there's there's a you know we won't need to bother my one good next week because yeah I'm attending um heading over to London for the weekend right. so that's going to be. I remember quality. my first. I, I remember my first Arsenal game. All right. Don't remember your first beer though, do you? No. Because we had too many after that one, fucking oh, trip tripping okay. upstairs. Okay. You know what? I've still got. I was at the gym yesterday, and I, I, I've still got the scars on both knees from Burnley from where Way. I fell over at Burnley Way. They're never going to go. Well, look, did they go down? Yeah, you don't have to worry about that next season. That's one obstacle that you can uh, not worry Literally, about this season. No. Burnley Way. Anyway, right. One good, one bad. Sorry, one good. Three bad. Um, moving on. Player profile this week. And I had to kind of keep it Arsenal Palace themed. And with that in mind, if you're not sure where I'm going with that, then I feel for you. Um, but this week's player profile is the legendary Arsenal striker. Not Thierry Henry, but you see him right. The original OG. 
Um, I thought it'd be good to talk about him because obviously we signed him from Crystal Palace all the way back in 1991. Steve, how old were you in 91? What month? I mean, I think it was like September, October time. I'm not 100% sure, mate. At one month old in October. Sweet. So you'll remember this really, really well. So that, that's fantastic. Oh, I mean, September 24th, if anyone wants to get me a birthday card. September 24th? Yeah. My, it's my shirt it? size is large if you wanted to buy me an Arsenal shirt. Yeah, one of those match ones, I'm sure, will go down fantastically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll take the authentic. Yeah, there we go. It's a, it's a huge saving there, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, you. so we signed him for two and a half million back in 1991. He went on to appear 258 times for the club, scoring 185 banging goals. And just a side note, I spent 37 wonderful minutes yesterday on YouTube watching all of his Arsenal goals uh, yesterday. And my God, um, some absolute bangers in there. And if, you, if you've got a spare 40 minutes today or when you're listening to this, I highly recommend going onto YouTube and watching those, some screamers. But with that in mind, well, actually, just before we go into it, I want to know what you know or what goals spring to my view. He won... One Premier League with this, unfortunately. Wish it was more for him. Two FA Cups, one League Cup. He got a golden boot. And then he also won the Cup Winners Cup, which unfortunately he was banned for for getting booked in the semi-final uh, against PSG, I believe. And it was shades of Gaza um, as he cried on the pitch. Because Ian Wright, as we all know, was an emotional chap, still is. So as I was watching the goals yesterday, I wanted to know kind of if any... Ian Wright goals particularly stand out for you. Now, obviously, I can go a little bit further into the brain archives than you can because we have just discovered. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even walk, mate, at that stage, could you? I'm gonna. Are we we are up Burnley again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, look, I thought it. I thought it. Um, yeah, well, the, the, Burnley for me is it's those it's those goals against um, I believe it was Bolton when he when he broke mm. the record. Mm. Um, the first one's more memorable when he he takes his top off, but he ha- where, when he bit early when he yeah he leveled the record, but he hadn't broken yeah. the record. Um, but listen, how, you know how can you not love him? Right, he's such a, a big character, and he's still very relevant today. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always in and around Arsenal. He's always with the players. Like he's just such an Arsenal man. Um, the way he advocates the uh, the women's game as well is pretty yeah, admirable, which I have to we say. We actually haven't even mentioned that England won the Euros on Sunday. <laughs> it's completely... Yeah. Well, I, mean, I wondered no. if you'd mention it, but no. Um, you can. Yeah, thanks, mate. Well, for a minute, but it's made me look like I've, an arsehole. Yeah. I've mentioned it now. Um, but no, yeah, he, he's um, you know a real Arsenal man, isn't he? And you know what, what he achieved at the club. And it often gets spoke about, like, I think, you know, had, had he had some... Uh, a bit longer so going into 98 99 you know mm. we have well we lacked a little bit of goals um you know if you remember man united pipped us to the post that season by i think it's like one point last game of the season wasn't we it? drew we drew we lost to, to leeds the week before the last game and i think had we have kept righty we'd have probably won the league that season um yeah but we did but, have a, um, a, a very young nicholas and Elko at that point as well so i mean look i, I, I never sat too well with me how he how his Arsenal career kind of came to an end. Um, I know there was, you know, Wenger was still pretty new at that stage when he, and he was more about, you know, youth. And if you're over 30, we all knew the the one year add-on Raw, which Burkham, sure. you know, signed up to every year, fair play to him. But Wrighty was a bit different. Um, and he always wore the heart on the sleeve, but, and that's what, you know, he still is. But one thing actually, when I was looking back, I was just looking for some facts around Ian Wright. Do you know what broke my heart yesterday? He's 58. Is he? Yeah, that made me. And look, 
I know I'm knocking on a little bit. Not in the grand scheme of things. Get your violin out. But I can't believe he's, 58. he's yeah, fifty-eight. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, do you remember? You know, like, do you remember the Chicken Tonight advert? Sorry to interrupt you. I, I mean, I only know the jingle. We all know the jingle. I right? like chicken tonight. Chicken no, I tonight. feel like chicken tonight. For fuck's sake, Steve. What did I say? I, I like chicken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean. Yeah. Just about that. Only because you, yeah, you're all right. I let you off. I let you off. But yeah, no, um, I, you know, watching some of his goals yesterday and there's, I was really lucky to be, I was at that Bolton game in the North Bank that day when he broke the record. I'll never forget it. Um, wow. The atmosphere and just the celebration of when he did do it. it you know, it was, it's one of those it's one of those moments where you know I was growing up. I can't remember how old it would have been. What ninety? That'd be what ninety seven, ninety eight season. I think it was, wasn't it? Hmm. So yeah, I would have been like twelve at the time. Uh, but that's just etched in my memory, as I'm sure it is for most people that were there that day. And uh, the celebrations were, were class. Uh, you could have thought we won the league. To be perfectly honest, we went on to win the league. But yeah, you you would have thought we won the league that day. The way we celebrated it for him. But that that just goes to show how much he meant to the the supporters um, at Highbury and still into this day. Um, he, yeah. he just lives and breathes Arsenal. But some of the other goals which I, I mentioned was there was an absolutely fun and again <laughs> I was at this game as well. Leads away when he did this fantastic kind of chip into the far top corner. Uh, I think it was over John Lukic as well, ex Arsenal keeper. Phenomenal, phenomenal goal. Uh, there's an FA Cup goal against Yeovil uh, away, which was just, again, another long-range chip, which was just phenomenal. And similar enough, I always remember this one because, as, as you know, I'm from the West Country, and I remember when Swindon... I was going to mention a, that one. Swindon away. I was actually, yeah, in, in the away end uh, on Boxing Day that year because obviously that's 10 minutes down the road from where I'm from. And I remember me, my dad, my cousin stood behind that and watching that going. I mean, you know, I would have been very young uh, that season. I think I was... Like it might be 93, 94, something around that sort of yeah, time. Yeah, because it was in the yellow mm. strip that was re- the, the, it was the last season under Adidas. Yes, you know, you're absolutely spot on. Um, but what what a goal uh, mm. that was. And look, he um not only did he score on his full debut against Leicester, but in his in his full league debut, um, he scored a hat trick um against Southampton. Um what what a way to introduce yourself to to your new club. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Like, yeah, you know, he had such a great career at Arsenal, and then mm. Terry Henry sort of came along and went uh, <laughs> within like what was it like seven years? Just was like just really unique record though. out the water. Really, isn't that so unique though? Because obviously, like, what the, the original unique. record? You know, Cliff Baston, wasn't it? And I can't remember when roughly that was set. I've got a feeling it was in the. I could be completely way out fifties. I think it might be fifties or something like that. So to think that we saw. The Arsenal club goals uh, club goals record broken twice in in the space of what ten years? Not even less than ten years. Yeah, because I think Henri did it in what it was. Oh, a, it might have been about two. It was oh, five eight or years. six last season. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing that I wish happened for Thierry though was because Wright got that. Yeah, I wish he got to do it at Highbury the same way Wright he did. Um, it was in the Champions League, wasn't it? Wait, it's Sparta. No, I think it's Sparta Prague. Yeah, Sparta Prague. His first goal that day. I'll always remember that. Oh, it's absolute source. I know we're supposed to talk about Ian Wright. Going back to to Wrighty, um, he sort of made the. It's quite iconic. um, If you think about the '94, '95 shirts with the collar, Mm. and uh, there's a great story that he. I think he got in. He got in trouble with. I think it was the chairman at the time. 
basically told him off because basically loads of people were complaining and saying like their kids were like cutting the collars off their shits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's to be fair though, I love the collar, but even with that, with it, it looks sick with with the collar off yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I did. I used to sometimes. I never cut mine out because I was a sensible young chap. Just tuck uh, it in. Just, just tuck it in. Yeah, give yourself an option. Give yourself an option. Uh, but yeah, it was iconic. Um, it's like you know, for us, that was. Arsenal's answer to Cantona's collar up, wasn't it? Yeah. To be honest with you, they were both pretty iconic at the time. And, you know, they were the elite strikers for years uh, in the league. But it's crazy that he only won one golden boot. I actually thought he won more than that. And funnily enough, that golden boot came in his first season. No way. I didn't yeah. know that. Check so out you, you with the facts today. All the facts. I've got a few. I know you love the facts. Yeah. Call me, you know, come like organize. facts. So this, is, yeah. this is the, this is the, what I enjoy about the, the, the pre match point. I can just sort of, let you do all the work and I can just take a leisurely, a leisurely uh, view. Well, you don't let, you can't go too leisurely because you've got to rein me back in because, you know, you could talk talk forever. I could talk forever, especially about Arsenal and just whatever, you know, ask anything football really, but tangents we love on a podcast 99 times out of 100 is my fault. So apologies for that. Yeah, At least I know my errors, you know, hold my hands up, hold my hands up. So yeah, I mean, Ian Wright, Arsenal legend, oh, well, I can't, I can't. I mean, if there's anything else you want to add uh, on that, there's any other goals that kind of spring to mind? Or any Not games? really. It does. It does fall in very nicely to our, our show of the week, though. Of course, of course. I mean, everything that I've arranged this week is, you know, goes hand in hand. This isn't. This isn't coincidental, right? Nah. This is well thought through. This is. Yeah, this is planned. This is planned to perfection, as they like to say. Um, but show of the week, Steve. What is the show of the week? It is the bruised banana. Yeah. One of the most iconic football shirts that's ever been made. Mm. Weirdly, I think a lot of us have probably at some point or time thought it was pretty ugly and it was ridiculed, I believe, at the time when it first came out. Not, not many fans were keen on it, but my God, how that changed over the years. Um, so yeah, we're going to cover the bruised banana. Um, if you're not 100% sure what that is, as an Arsenal fan, I'll be absolutely shocked because we still say sell bruised banana products um, on the website, along with many other things um, at ridiculous prices. So yeah, just wanted to kind of—I mean, look, we're going quite, we're going quite far back here, and again, you probably weren't even alive, um, or you were just alive at this point. But obviously, we we watch things back and we look at clips of years gone by. Ian Wright aside, I just wanted to ask you: when you think of the bruised banana, what what player comes to mind, and and why? Like, Ian there's nothing here, like this. It's Ian Wright. It's, it's just Ian Wright for you, is it? Ian Wright, Rocky Road Castle. Mm. Um, if you if you sort of look at like the iconic images of that kit, it's those sort of players: Paul Merson, Tony mm. Adams, Big Tongue, um, the hairdresser. Yeah, no, because and if you remember, I think we wore it. It, um, it was 1991. Was it was it nine ninety one? Well, well yeah. the last the first season we wore it was the last season of the old football league, mm. and then we wore it again in the Premier League. In the Premier League, the so there's season, two different. Yeah. There's and I think if you if I'm right, there's that there was a slight change because they changed the back of the shirt. Correct. So where they had like a solid red cube on the back with a number on. Yeah, which I, I think, think that was which, to do with which I actually Premier preferred. League. I really Premier enjoyed. League I really I like that better. To be fair, yeah, I think it was Premier League rules that. Basically, that's similar to, you know, what we, I don't know, disclaimer, 
shirt knowledge. It will either sit with you or it won't. And I apologize if it doesn't. Yeah, I, I already um, got a message this week saying you guys waffle on about shirts too much. We do. You're right, <laughs> but that's what brought us together. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but no, I think it was similar to like European, you know, you've got that match edition, which was no pattern on the back. And I think the Premier League did something similar around the time. Um, because yeah, we had, and that, that's the one I have is the original with the football league badges and just the number on the back instead of Premier League with with the box. But Does I think it fit you still. Yeah, because it, it was a re-release, Steve. Re-release. Oh, you got the re oh sorry. Okay. I never I picked up the re-release. I think I've still got the I've still got my original one from when I was like four. First away show I ever owned. There we go. Um but yeah, I think you for me personally, you've touched on the one that sticks out for me, quite iconic, uh, is is Rocky Road Castle. Um and obviously as we know those the, the, those two's relationship, if we've all watched and read over the years, was something else uh, and for them to be able to grow up the way they did and get to play for the Arsenal and, you know, be so integral to our, to our success at that time must've been, you know, mental. Or, I mean, how cool would that be to grow up with someone you knew and end up playing for, you know, top level football club and, you know, win the league together um, would have been pretty special. Right. But the one goal that always sticks out to me, and I'm not sure if, if you've ever seen it, but it's the way at Old Trafford. Uh, he's danced around a few, United players in, in the centre and he's gone to chip Peter Schmeichel now in the modern day it would go down as an own goal because he hit the bar hit Schmeichel and gone in um, <laughs> but we won't we won't you know this was back in the 90s where anything went uh, you know health and safety and rules were just you know do it do what you want so for me it was a case of yeah I mean that that goal for me stands out and it was you know we, it was kind of that time uh, and we did it with the the re-released I can't call it the bruised banana because it was nowhere near a bruised banana, but the one that Adidas asked did on their first return. And we wore yellow shorts. We actually did that for both. Uh, we used to wear it with blue every now and again and full yellow. Because um, I think he was actually wearing full yellow on, on that league debut away at Southampton. Yeah, I really like the full yellow, to be fair. I think mm. it looks really good. Um, you know, talking about the re-release, it was, it was a bit annoying. I, I never picked it up. And now, like, they're, really, they're actually really quite rare to, to find even the re-releases. Well, if, you, if you search for them like on eBay and stuff, it's just mm. full of um, like Chinese, China knockoffs. Knockoffs. I mean, there's so many Then there's hundreds of, but they're like, they're listed as the Adidas re-release, mm. but they're not the authentic ones. Um, and they're yeah. so, yeah, <clears throat> compared to the last season's re-release, with the 93 yellow, they couldn't ship me. I think they're still selling them now. There's loads of them. And I think they learned from their mistakes on that one because I do, I remember that, you know, my missus fair place who actually picked me one up. God knows that. I think she ended up having to get it off eBay um, from a guy who had bought a few, wise man. Um, and she got hold of one. But I think, yeah, you, I think you can still go and get that re-released kit from last season. All, all day long like there's loads of them I remember going mm. into the armory there before I ever went home towards the end of last year there's loads in there um, but yeah I think just speaking of lads buying them I told you the story when I went to the States uh, just before COVID I think it was just before COVID and I was in one of the outlets in, in Orlando went to the Adidas and they had about five of them on a sale rack for about $40 for whatever reason because I already had it didn't buy them. And that's Foolish. The biggest, yeah, full. Again, look, I, I know my errors, mate. I'll hold my hands up again. Second time this podcast, I was a fucking moron. And left them there. Um, and I still kick myself about that today. Legend has it, they're still there. They're just Probably would there be. gathering dust. Probably would be, mate. Um, but look, I, I'm actually going back to Orlando next year. So I'll, I'll go and have a look. I'll let you know. <laughs> let me know. Imagine mate. they were. Yeah, imagine they were. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be over the moon. I'd be over buy the moon. them 
and sack and I'll, I'll take one off your hands. Well, no, I'll give one to you. That'd be grand. No problem. That's the most Irish I'll ever sound there, by the way. But yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you one, mate, because, you know, nothing nothing derogatory there either, listeners. All right. Just keep doing it, then I keep doing it. I can't help it, mate. I, I live in the gutter. What can I say? It's more entertaining in the, in the gutter. But look, I guess on that bombshell, and it was a bombshell, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, man. Just, uh, knock it on the head. It. Knock it on the head. So look, let's all look forward to Palace away this Friday night and hope we get the three points and clean sheet and multiple goals we're all wishing for. I think that will really kick off the season nicely for us. But as always, we'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast and we hope you've enjoyed it. If you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. We'd greatly appreciate it. But look, please keep an eye on your social media feeds for the next podcast, which will probably be post Palace, obviously. Uh, It'll be back with Steve hosting. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.